Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your favoritest, weekliest, podcastiest uh, podcast of them all. Um, at least the one of the of, of, it's the best one. It's the best ones that we make. That uh, and that's me, uh, one of your hosts, Adam Beebe, and uh, your other host, Barry Johnston. Well, um, it sounds like daylight saving time is um, is gone forever. You and I don't have to worry about that anymore. There will be new, what's there, that? There will be no more flipping the clock back and forth for spring and um, fall. Oh, did that go through? That went through. Yeah. No, no more daylight savings. No wow. more. No more daylight savings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I always loved falling back. Um, but it's almost springing forward, man. Uh, it's just the worst. It, and the older you get, the more it messes you up, dude. Big time. You know? Big it, time. Because it doesn't just last when you're young. You got like one or two days that you're uh, earlier, and then you kind of get back into the swing of things. Yep. But I'm still trying to deal with it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I lose days now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. When yeah. the a couple weeks, when was that? Two weeks ago or whatever, when the, when the clocks changed. And I woke up Sunday morning, and, it, and I was like, I didn't, because the phone now just changes the time. Yeah. And yeah. I go I go downstairs and to cook some breakfast and um, looking at the old uh, clock and I'm like wait a minute I guess we did have daylight savings and it something was odd about it I felt weird mm-hmm. about it you know I was mm-hmm. like God why why did I sleep so late you know but right. no right. it's just because we lost an hour so um, you know I guess there's no reason to do that anymore you know once upon a time the farmers needed more light et cetera mm-hmm. et cetera so. Um, you know, that's not really the case anymore, but, uh, just kind of weird, right? That's kind of a weird thing. It is. Well, it's weird that we played with it for so long. Yeah. Um, it was something we were used to, but it ultimately just was not useful at all. Yeah. And I'm glad that we could get something done about it with the, yeah. with the government doing something, you know, mm-hmm. something that everybody can really enjoy and everybody right. can pretty much agree on. Yeah. 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 So yeah, definitely. You know what else is weird? Your birthday, your birthday's tomorrow. I don't know about that. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Your birthday is going to be tomorrow. Oh, wow. When this wow. airs, I should say. That's true. Yes. My birthday is March 30th. Um, Instead of uh, flowers, you know, you can send, uh, you know, money instead for, uh, 
you know, to uh, to help with the uh, the my impending grave site uh, and <laughs> memorial. <laughs> I hope that's um, not anytime soon. Now, come no, on. No, no, you no, no. I decided long ago that I will uh, die in uh, twenty eighty eight. Oh, uh, which good. will make me 112 years old. Well, you've still got time. So, Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. I'm not even. Mid, I'm not even middle aged for that. You know. If so. I if I live to 112, I would hope if I could still clean myself, as it were, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and take care of myself to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'd be okay with that. But then I don't want to live that long. That's a long time to live, man. Well, you know, um, I'm not really worried about it because by that time, either we'll have robots that uh, do all that for us. Yeah. Um, or the robots will be in control, and we won't. Have, that won't be one of the first things That's on true. our mind. So. <laughs> I, may, I, I may be speaking out of school on this, but wasn't there a story like a couple of years ago? Um, they had said that the first human to live to 150 had been born. That you, like that's what they're speculating is yeah yeah something yeah. like that's, that that's a long ass time to live man 150 yep. years oh yeah you know I uh, I guess I just live by that old you know rock star adage just you know burn hot and burn quick baby you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I thought that was going to be me for a number of years, but then uh, I got my act together at some point. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but by that, seventy-five will be middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> That's just That's so great, wild. though. It is great. great. It is great. It is great. I guess. Yeah. You know, because yeah. look, I mean, look. Think about it this way: whenever, like our parents, like my my parents were a little bit older than yours, you know. Yeah. Um, my mom is in her um, 70s her, and, and her later 70s, and you would never guess it. You yep. would never know it. It's not like it when, it when our grandparents yeah. were in their 70s. Oh, definitely. The health care has gotten so much better. Yeah. People are living longer. Everybody smoked. Exactly everybody, everybody smoked. Yeah, everybody smoked and everybody drank. Yep. Um, but um, still, you know, I mean, even our our parents were still part of that living style, you know, when yeah. we were growing up. And so, I yeah. mean, now obviously my, my dad died uh, early on, uh, but it was, you know, it, both of his parents lived into their, well into their eighties. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and my mom is, um, you know, she'll, she's, she's, she's doing great, you know, so yeah. she'll, she'll, uh, I told her, um, she'll be around to pester me for a lot long, a yeah. lot, a long, oh, long absolutely. Time. Absolutely. <laughs> I could remember my grandfather retiring at like 55 back when you could do that. Like back when you had a good mm-hmm. job that would actually mm-hmm. allow you to, uh, retire with benefits and full pay and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember thinking, God, that's so old. You know, uh, I mean, because back then, you know, 40 years old was old, dude. I mean, that was over the hill. And you, a 40 year old back in 1980 looked way different than a 40 year old today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, it is crazy. It's uh, time is crazy and it goes fast the older you get, which is just just so weird. But, you know, that's another weird thing, I guess. But um, anyway, happy birthday, dude. Uh, you know, we're, uh, 
We are only getting younger in our minds, I guess. Yes, because my body is definitely not feeling like it is. <laughs> Everything else about me, still, I'm very young at heart and very young in mind. Um, but I'm definitely um, starting to get some of those old man uh, pains and stuff. You yeah, know, those. Oh, what I do to, you know, usually when you're when you were younger, you you're active and you knew what you did to hurt yourself, and now it's just like. Oh, what I do to hurt myself? Oh, I took a nap. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, I went to I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I pulled a muscle or stuff. Got yeah, it. I moved too but, fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, speaking of other weird stuff, we've got a great weird one for you guys today. We have our friend on Becca, and she yep. is the curator of uh, of a haunted wedding venue. Yes. Joining us from Nauvoo, Illinois, not Nauvoo, the planet where uh, I believe the Gungans were. It's that Star Wars uh, reference for those other... Deep cut, deep cut. Yes. But joining us from Nauvoo, Illinois, is Becca, who's got some really cool stories to share. And it's... uh, We'll just get right to it. Becca, thank you so much for joining us. What's your weird story? Hi. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so my story, I own a haunted wedding venue. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Interesting. This is a cool. new one. <laughs> yeah. Very kinda, cool. I think I'm the only like haunted wedding venue. I don't think I'm like the only, only haunted wedding venue because I think some wedding venues are haunted, but maybe they just don't like come out with it. Like, right. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's awesome. I can't wait to, uh, to hear what we got. Yeah, so um, let's see. We'll start with the house. So the house uh, was built in 1867 by French Icarian Adolf and Hortense Cambry. Uh, the Cambry family came with the Icarians to Nauvoo in 1850. And so nobody knows who the Icarians were. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready. That was my next question. That was my first question. <laughs> who are the Icarians? I know. Yeah, every once in a blue moon, I'll have like one person raise their hand. So I, I also, they might have been uh, other inhabitants, the native inhabitants of the planet Nabu, but uh, I could be wrong. That could fit. Yeah, it, it sounds like a Star Wars name. It yeah. could fit in the Star Wars yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Icarians were actually a French communal society. Uh, they came over from France during the French Revolution to recreate a utopian society. Oh, very cool. And they basically, when you think of hippie commune, that was the Icarians. They sold everything they owned, donated it to the society, lived and worked together and stuff. Cool. So after the I, yeah, after the Cambries left the Icarian society, they bought the farm and then built the house. There were four generations of Cambries that lived and died in the home. Um, and then in 1979, my grandparents bought the house with the intention of preserving the property. Cool. Um, they never intended to live out there. Everything in the home is original to the 1860s, with the exception of running water and electricity. It does have that. My grandparents actually added the running water. So wow. um, when, they, when they bought it, it was uh, nearly exactly the way it was when it was built. So Dang. Um, they... They went through the process and put it on the National Register of Historic Places. 
Um, it had been a working apple orchard, and my grandmother had gone out there to pick apples as a child. Wow. And one of the things that she really, really loved about it and why she wanted to buy it was because it was exactly the way she remembered it as a little girl. Um, there's just not many places like that. That's cool. You know, where you, where yeah. you go back to after you grow up, and they're exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they, they treated it like a life-size dollhouse. They filled it with antiques, um, put it on the National Register, and then we did craft shows and family gatherings, and I had cousins and stuff that got married out there. So it was uh, just... If we were getting together as a large group of family and the weather was nice, we were going to be out there at the farm. How big of a a piece of land is this? Uh, It's 30 acres. Oh, wow. And, yeah, 30 acres. There's a lot of hills and ravines. There's a 10-acre hay field. Um, So it's a pretty good-sized piece of property. Um, It sits right on on the Mississippi River. Oh, Um, man. Yeah, the house itself sits up on a bluff overlooking the river, and then there's trees and woods all around it, and it's really isolated out there. So that's that sounds amazing. We'll definitely have to get some have to get you to send us some pictures of it so we can post those because it sounds awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I'll send you some pictures because the pictures are really really gorgeous. It's beautiful out there. Um, and like I said, they, they bought it when I was young. And so I grew up with it out there. And then after my grandparents passed away and they were discussing what they were going to do with the property, um, it was decided to sell. The family was selling it and I went on ahead and bought it, um, just because I wanted to preserve the history of the home Mm -hmm. myself. And, um, then I bought it and said, well, now what am I going to do with this? And I, it's kind of hard to explain to your friends how you bought a three bedroom house that you never will live in. Right. Um, <laughs> you did, you did what? <laughs> oh yeah. And the 30 acres around it too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I bought the whole farm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I, Decided, well, if I've had a few cousins get, that got married out here, then I can just open it up as a wedding venue. And, you know, we did a few weddings. We can do more weddings. And that was a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I also mentioned it's haunted, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so everybody wants to know how I realized it was haunted, yes, right? Yes, yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> um, So my grandparents never thought the farm was haunted, and that was not something that we had ever discussed, Um, and it wasn't really thought about until I actually spent the night. I don't live very far away, so we never really spent the night out there when I was a kid, Um, just because it was like 10 minutes to grandma's house, so why are you going to spend the night in the museum when you can just go to grandma's, you know? Right, right. (laughs) Right. And so after I bought it, I went out there to do some work and I spent the night for the first time. Um, And that was when the light bulb came on. So my daughter was seven at the time and she was absolutely terrified to sleep in this house. In fact, when she realized that we were going to sleep out there, she threw pretty much a fit. Wow. Um, She said that was just not going to happen. And I said, well, yeah, it is. It is going to (laughs) happen. And she wasn't going to sleep in any of the bedrooms. That was just a hard no. 
And um, we ended up sleeping that night in the living room floor on a twin-size air mattress. And so I've got a seven-year-old glued to my side on a twin-size air mattress in the middle of the living floor. I'm not sleeping the best, okay? Sure, (laughs) yeah. It's not a solid sleep. And my sister was with me, and she had brought her puppy with her that was six months old. And in the middle of the night, the puppy had to go outside. So when they went outside, she comes down the stairs, walks like literally a foot away from my head, out the front door, takes the dog out, comes back in, repeat process, right? Mm -hmm. So three times in the middle of the night, I was woke up by her coming down the stairs, going out the door, coming back in, back upstairs. And I didn't open my eyes any of these times because, number one, I don't want to get the dog woke up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want her dog going crazy. Yeah. I don't want the yeah. dog waking get up. I'm not yeah. sleeping the best. Anyway, we're just going to pretend to be asleep the whole yep. time, right? Yep. So next morning, I'm like, you know, your dog did great. You only went outside three times. And she said, no, we only went outside twice last night. Oh, damn. And he's yeah, I said, no, you did it. <laughs> she said, yeah, I only went outside twice. I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, I am sure. And came to the conclusion that there was one extra set of times that I heard footsteps wow. on the stairs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like, okay. And then mm-hmm. we started like really thinking back, like um, when my grandparents bought the house, uh, they've always had problems with doors that open and close on their own. Um, the basement door, especially um, during big craft shows, they would a lot of times make one of us grandkids stand there to make sure that basement door stayed shut because it would always, always open. Wow. And it it shuts, it latches. You can pull on it when it's latched and it doesn't open. But it will pop open so often that they made wow. us stand there. Wow. Uh, The attic door has the same issues where the attic door would be open. They would find it open a lot. Wow. Um, And we'd have to go up and shut that door because. Okay. So I have a quick question. How's the house laid out? Is it two stories? Is it one? Two stories. Okay. Two stories. And there's there's a living room. And back then, did. So I've been in houses that old. Oftentimes there's no real hallways or anything. Yeah, no, there's no real hallway. You walk into the kitchen, the dining room's um, on the left, then you walk through the kitchen to the living room, and there's a downstairs bedroom. Okay. Then upstairs, upstairs, there's like two attic areas. One of the attics was converted into a bathroom. Okay. And then there's a large open bedroom and a small bedroom with a door okay. upstairs. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Upstairs, downstairs. Gotcha. Okay, I got the creepy house all in my mind now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's is it kind of a creaky old house? I mean, I'm sure it is, right? I mean, you hear creaky floor, like, floorboards, yeah. things um, like that. It's pretty solid. I mean, it's okay. it's a solid house. It, okay. it, I mean, you think about old houses, you think rickety is going to fall down. This isn't like that. This is a really well built, solid house. Okay. Yeah. Carpeted, so, or what are you, you got wood what floors, you, what or Wood floors. Wood floors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the name of the house? Is it called the uh, the Cambry House still, or Camber? Yep. Cambry House. That's what I call it. That's the last name of the people who built the home. Right. They tried to call it Cedar Bluff Farms um, because they planted a whole bunch of cedar trees out there, but it's always been called the Cambry Place. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Wow. Okay. Amazing. Now, now, did, did your sister hear anything at all that night? Not that night. Okay. Not that. Night. Yeah. What? So we were after we had that activity and stuff go on, I said, well, you know, maybe um, I have a friend who is a paranormal investigator. He had a team. He was actually just getting his team together at that point. And so I reached out to him to see if he wanted to come out and do an investigation. Oh, cool. Yeah. So after the investigation part is when we knew for sure that there was activity out there. Or were you out there at the same time with them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did yeah. that go? That went like wild. There was no doubt <laughs> in my mind beyond that point that we definitely had activity. I'm like, uh, up to there, it was kind of like, eh, maybe we've got something going on. Maybe not. But yeah. Um, so I gave him the tour of the house, you know, this is the living room, this is the dining room, blah, 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 blah. I'm giving him the tour of the house and it's April and it's drizzly and it's just one of those cold days where it's not really that cold, but you feel cold, you know? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm giving him the tour of the house and I've got my winter jacket on just shivering. I mean, I am like freezing cold and all I can think is that the furnace in this house is done. I'm going to have to buy a new furnace. Not not only have I bought a new house, now I have to buy a new furnace, too. Oh, the joys of home ownership, you yeah, know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, totally freezing. I finished the tour, and he gets out the temperature gauge. And he's like, well, let's see if your furnace is working, right? So, outside temperature is 48 degrees. Inside temperature, my furnace is set at 60. The inside temperature is 58. Wow. Okay. Dang. So that's my furnace is working. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next step is, okay, why is Becca shivering in a winter coat? Becca is shivering in a winter coat because the temperature directly behind me from about my waist down was reading 20 degrees. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you, it was a cold, a cold spot that was so solid, and, and it was reading that twenty degrees. It was dipping into the teens. Oh my lord! Yeah, it was absolutely crazy, and that cold spot stayed for a solid hour. It wasn't like a cold spot that moved and that dissipated, or it yeah. was so solid. How big? How how big of an area was that? Roughly. Like um, roughly about a foot, and like I said, it was about from my waist down. Okay. Um, it was. We attribute a lot to Eglantine Cambry, who died at the age of nine. Okay. Um, so that it was just like a little kid hiding behind their mom. Oh same, wow. Same space, same size, roughly. Oh, yeah. That gives me the creeps, man. Oh, <laughs> that gives me the willies. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we were. I was cold. There was a reason why I was cold, and like, and that cold spot stayed the entire time it was there. I stayed for like two hours that night, and that cold spot stayed with me for that two hours. We uh, were consistently able to me- measure that cold spot for two hours. Wow. Okay, so she, yeah. so she felt the cold spot, and it was how cold was it? Twenty-two degrees, like twenty. Wow. Yeah. And it was in an area that was like down by her knee area, and it stayed there for like over an hour. You said right? Yeah. And wow. she thinks it was a small child from the family that had right. passed. 
Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. So, um, Eglantine died in 1864, uh, an illness common to that time. Sure. Um, she was, uh, nine when she passed away and she's buried on the property in an unmarked grave. Oh, the wow. family knew where she was buried at, obviously, but they didn't put a marker out there and the location has been lost in time of exactly where she's at. Wow. Did you guys, um, what kind of equipment did, were they using when they did the uh, investigation? Did video and audio and... Um, video, audio, pictures. They had the digital thermometer, K2, um, gosh, uh, spirit box. So, okay. yeah, all, all the good stuff you see on Ghost Hunters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you get any uh, any vocal, any uh, EVPs, any kind of a sound? Did anybody talk to you? Not on that particular evening. Um, okay. We got a lot of noises, um, a lot of like a little bit of inter- a lot of interaction, like with the K two and stuff like that. But we didn't get any EVPs that night. So yeah, wow. Um, that night, like I said, they had a lot of interaction with the K two and that sort of stuff. So it was it was actually super super active for the very first investigation. And like wow. I said, beyond that point, we knew we definitely had activity. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was. And then I was like, well, I have a friend who uh, does ghost tours for a living. Um, mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, I think this is kind of going on. And he helped me um, go through and set up ghost tours. So I started doing ghost tours out at the farm. Wow. <laughs> and that has been so much fun. Um, How long have you been so doing much- that? Um, since 2017. Okay. okay. That's very cool. That is cool. What does the uh, how, how does that go? Describe that, that process. Like, what's the tour like? Um, so the tour is designed for people who want to um, want to do a ghost investigation. Like, if you watch the TV shows, you're like, I want to do that. That's mm-hmm. what the tour is designed for. Um, I have the paranormal team come out and they bring all their equipment, and I give them like a rundown of the history of the location, who the ghosts are, where our activity things are, and then they go in with the paranormal team and do an investigation. Oh, now that's cool. That's that's very really cool. that's beyond just a tour. That's, yeah, that's like joining an investigation. That's yeah. really yes. awesome. Yeah. I, I did the um I toured the Lizzie Borden house um a couple of yeah. yeah my wife and I went there last year and we did that and it was really fun um but it's just a tour it's just like a guide and they walk you through the house which was great it was really cool but do being able to do that with a team cuz in order to do that kind of stuff there you have to rent the entire house which is not mm-hmm. cheap I, and no uh, <laughs> no that would be awesome man that's that, that's really a cool, cool. experience yeah. yeah, it is a cool experience. So, yeah, I'm. we've had, oh, gosh, and they have so much experiences on those ghost tours, and it just is a lot of fun. What, we have a we have good time with it. What kind of stuff? Sure. What kind of stuff have people reported? What's the craziest thing that people report? Um. Oh, gosh. Let's see. I think one of the craziest ones from a ghost tour, I'll tell you two ghost tour stories. Okay. <laughs> so, so the first one... Um, we had a group that they were coming in and the lady is looking at the K2. She's holding the K2. So she walks in kind of looking down at the K2 and there's about 10 people in her group and they, they're standing along the edge of the room. And so she's, you know, watching the K2. She walks over, stands by somebody and the K2 starts going off. 
And she's like, oh, it's going off. And so she's, she looks at the person next to her to realize there's nobody standing there. Oh. oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. At which point she <laughs> went, ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. Like you said, she, 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 you know, you're like walking to stand next to somebody. She, I mean, she didn't really get a good look at them, but yeah. she, yeah. Thought, she, fe- she not, thought she was standing by somebody. Yeah. 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 Look up and have- yeah. Nobody yeah. there. She felt their presence and then nobody's wow. there. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. That one, that one was kind of crazy. Um, one of my other favorite ones, I can't explain it all and boggles my mind. Um, so this one, When they start the investigation, we start in the barn. I give them the history and stuff. So this guy comes in, and he goes to sit down on the bench in the barn, and his wedding ring falls off in the barn. And I'm kind of like, Yeah. 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 (laughs) And... But well, you, he, you, he, he can you can tell him that uh, since his wedding ring fell off for his next wedding, his next marriage, you know, since he's obviously going to get divorced from out of this one from losing that ring, he can at least you know give him like a ten percent discount, yeah. you know, yeah. something like okay. that. He could yeah. there for <laughs> the good part. The good part after I I panic about him dropping the ring. The good part is he finds it right away. I mean, like immediately finds it. Puts it on. Yep. Okay, no big deal. He didn't lose it. Sits down. So the entire tour group sees this happen. Um, but it wasn't like that big of a deal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So they finish with my part of the history, and then they go in the house with the paranormal team, and they're doing a spirit box session. So ha- most of the group is upstairs, and the guy who lost his ring is downstairs. So are you familiar with the spirit box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Is it the... St- Static thing? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah and you yeah, ask the questions. Static thing. You ask questions. It says words type stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's downstairs. The rest of the group is upstairs with the spirit box, and he decides to go upstairs. He walks up the stairs. As he gets to the top of the stairs, the spirit box says ring. Oh, wow. Yeah. Loudly, clearly, distinctly ring. The entire tour group's like, and the paranormal team has no clue. They have no clue what had happened out in the barn because nobody had thought to say anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Paranormal team is sitting there going, what? (laughs) As the tour group's going, oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Now that's incredible. And the spirit box freaks me out whenever I see that thing. Because yeah. it's just the staticky thing, and then you mm-hmm. hear something come through, and it's like, what? Right, right. Oh, yeah, man. So that's like, it's it, staticky. It's coming through radio stations really fast. You know, yeah. you have like da-da-da-da-da with it, and that's a, as it clicks through the radio stations. So, yeah. And What, what are they doing? Are they, are they like, uh, are they somehow able to isolate words or something that are floating out there through the, the frequencies? Um, well, that's one theory. One theory is that, yeah, they're actually able to isolate and pull out words that are on radio frequencies, but a lot of times there are words that will never have been said on the radio, okay. like mm. curse words and stuff like that. Oh. So um, it's like they're manipulating the energy. Okay. Um, yeah, manipulating wow. the electrical energy in order for that's words. That's cool. I don't know a lot about it. That's why I ask, you know. I, yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. 
It is. It is kind of wild. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors has there been any kind of like uh tragedies that happened out there any any tragic deaths besides a little girl but like you know any Um, other kind of murder or anything like that the only other real tragic death, I mean, there have been several deaths, like Adolf and Hortense both passed away in the home, natural causes. Um, uh, Anita, their daughter, who took over running the farm after they passed away, she she died in the home as well of natural mm. causes. Um, and then uh, Camille Cambry drowned in the river in front oh. of the home. Um, he was swimming on a log and was sucked underneath a barge. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. So, I sad. mean, yeah, that that was really the only big tragic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people think it has to be like horror, horrific deaths oh, or yeah. accidents or something like that. But that's not really not really what I got no. going on that, out at Cambry. It's just it's a happy home that they that's really good. chose not to leave. They They like it there. Yeah, yeah. So and why not? I yeah, mean, I uh, sent Barry. I found found some pictures online, and I sent Barry one, and uh, it's great. It's from I think it's from the ghost tour image Very where cool. you've got the, the kind of three quarter view and the light up in the the second story, looking really yeah. nice yeah. and spooky. Um, not scary spooky, but you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was just wondering. You, if there was anything that had, you know, any tragic, if it had effective, there's like any negative uh, presences there, but it doesn't sound like there is. Sounds like it's just, you know, yeah, the family's just hanging out. Yeah. The family's just hanging out for the most part. I mean, outside is a little bit of a different story. So when I bought the property, I got like a three inch thick binder full of history that my grandparents had done on the home. Um, they did had to do a lot of the historical research to put it on the National Register. So I got this mm-hmm. huge binder. And in that, it had said that there was an Indian burning pit on the property. And Ooh. my grandma didn't know much about it. And so I was like, well, what is this? Because I didn't remember anybody ever talking about that. Yeah. And um, she said that the Cambry family had seen Native Americans come and have campfires out there uh, as late as the 1900s. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, what's an Indian burning pit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
So I started Googling, you know, and there's no such thing. And I found it on the property where it's at. And it's a 20-foot circle, a depression in the ground. Um, And like I said, it's like a perfect circle. It's 20 foot around. Huge, huge circle, depression in the ground. Um, So when I was doing my research on Native Americans and stuff, they they did never have a fire that would have been that big. Like, right. if they were having powwows or campouts or something, yes, they would absolutely have a fire, but never one that large. It was an incredible waste of resources, and they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, so, like, cremation's also out, again, for the waste of resources. They would have had a smaller fire for that, concentration, fire to sure. cremation stuff. Yeah. So, if we're not talking about a burning pit, well, then what is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had um, I started googling like what what else is in my area and about three miles away from me kind of as the crow flies you know yep. um, there's an Indian Mound Cemetery um, there's about 35 Native American burial mounds not three miles away from me oh wow and when I was looking at their pictures of what they had out there it looked exactly like what i had because around 1820 most of the native american mounds in our area all the were dug up all the artifacts and bones were taken out and Mm. sold on the black market what a shame what a shame now what are these how big are these mounds like what are we talking about here um this one is it's about 20 foot, 20. 20 foot across. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and again, this is currently a depression in the ground. So it goes down about three to four feet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. wow. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Then if that it would be that it would have been a burial mound that would have been dug up rather than. Gosh, right. That's tragic. Right. It there, is. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, the, the cemetery near me had gotten in touch with the local Indian council and had them come out and do a blessing ceremony. They also had theirs designated as a public cemetery. So um, I contacted the local Native American council um, and they sent Larry out, (laughs) which I don't know about you, but when I contacted the Native American council, I wasn't expecting Larry. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) But of course it was Larry. Yeah. It was Larry. Yeah. Uh, Larry's a great guy. Um, he confirmed that I actually have three mounds on the property. Um, they did a blessing ceremony for me out there, wow. which was really nice. Wow. Um, and they, um, I didn't have mine designated as a public cemetery because I've got some really steep ravines around the whole thing, and I wasn't really comfortable having public sure. people yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there steeper beans that was yeah Yeah. sure yeah that's a no (laughs) let me ask you this question now uh because we we often think about you know water when it comes to spiritual things like when water is around do you think that has anything to do with why there's some stuff going on with the yeah absolutely so i I often talked about Cambry having like a trifecta of energy because I've got the Mississippi River right there. That's mm-hmm. a huge body of flowing water. Yes. Um, I'm also sitting on top of a limestone bluff. Oh, so okay. the limestone limestone's yeah. been shown to have hold energy. There's right. like a stone theory out there, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I've got this big block of limestone, and then I also have a natural mineral spring on the property. Oh, so wow. the wow. the water wow. for that mineral spring is leaching underneath all that limestone. Wow! So, so that, and you have you know burial mounds and a uh, you know almost two hundred year old house there. So yeah, yeah, right. Not, not too shabby. So one hundred fifty years old, I guess, more closer <laughs> to that. Yeah. So all that is like fueling the yeah. energy out there. So um, outside, we have a lot of shadow figures that will walk around the edge of the yard. Um, there's a feeling of being watched when you're out there. Um, and it's just really protective energy outside. Okay. So um, the house hasn't been actively lived in since 1978. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I have all the original windows from the 1860s, all the original handloom glass. Oh, my gosh. So when you think about that, like yeah. there's yeah. mass protective energy out sure. there at Cambridge that protects yeah. the property out yeah. there. Wow. Absolutely. Well, anytime wow. I've always felt like anytime someone passes away in a home um, under any circumstances, it it adds some levity to the property in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's in your mind or it's you can feel right. it, it's it's there's something that changes about the, about that. And um, oftentimes we've had a lot of people on, of course, that have had kind of your situation where their houses are haunted by very kind entities, and it's right. it's not a problem. You know, it's like mm. you know we we can coexist. Oh yeah, and and the spirits out at Cambry, like like I said, the Native American stuff outside, they're protective of the property. Inside the Cambry family, Eglantine is super super playful. She loves having investigators come over, and she just loves playing with the equipment. Um, <laughs> then the Fritz is Adolf's son. Um, his bedroom is the upstairs bedroom, and he's again very protective of the property. Um, He's just kind of like doesn't not super interactive unless we're changing stuff in the house. Mm. You're changing stuff in the house, then Fritz will kind of say, "Hey, what are you doing?" Wow. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my grandparents are will occasionally make an appearance. Oh wow! Um, yeah, which is kind of fun, kind of fun, kind of exciting to now, kind of what, have that. How do you come to that conclusion? What 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 led you down to to understand that's who it was? Um, so doing investigations, um, like, you know, you have the spirit box there mm -hmm. and then like, we usually will use divining rods to get like, yes, no answers and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, and then I've had a few mediums come out to the house to do walkthroughs and okay. stuff. Okay. So all, all the Cambry family, they're skinny little French people. <laughs> <laughs> so, and my grandfather was a pretty big, broad shouldered guy. Um, yeah. so anytime somebody sees a person out at Cambry, um, if they see a big, broad-shouldered guy, that's my grandfather. So um, there have been visual – people have seen visual apparitions, I guess. Yeah, occasionally. Not as often as I would like or they would right. like. But <laughs> wow. um, occasionally, especially like some of the mediums that will come out will say, okay, there's a big, broad-shouldered guy or there's a skinny guy over here. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, that one's a Cambry. This one's my granddad. Right. And, uh, <laughs> And then, like, you know, when we'll ask questions, they'll confirm it. Um, my grandfather was, like, a, a really 
they, they said he never knew a stranger because at the end of the conversation, he, he would know everything about you. Right. Yeah. One of those type of guys. Yeah. And, um, it, I have problems with the front door. So I will, I have all kinds of stories about doors, but the front door, especially, um, a lot of times if I have like a service person coming over and they, you know, our timing doesn't quite match up, mm-hmm. um, Granddad will unlock the door and let them in. So. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh. um, there was there was one particular occasion, like, the guy told me he was going to be there at 1 o'clock. And so at noon, I'm like, well, I have time to run into town and get some lunch and come back. And I get there at 1 o'clock to see the service person walk out the front door of the house I had left and locked at noon. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> hi (laughs) you know he's like yeah i'm all done i went on in the house was unlocked and i'm like okay (laughs) wow that's crazy (laughs) um the flip side of that coin is my mom gets locked out of the house a lot a lot (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's payback (laughs) Uh, yes i think so well mom mom also likes to rearrange furniture um (laughs) all moms seem to like to rearrange furniture things if she doesn't like a pillow or something like that she'll throw it away um (laughs) this is why my mom doesn't know where i live because i don't want anything (laughs) (laughs) missing or in a different place helps and, and like I said she'll kind of rearrange things mom 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 can be helpful and in her own way and oh it's good help I let her go yeah but she gets locked out of the house all the time <laughs> that's funny um like when I first bought the house it was the lock that my grandparents had put on in the 80s you know and like when her key stopped working and then like my cousin's key stopped working cause she was going out there to do some cleaning. And then um, my sister's key stopped working. I was like, okay, this locks, the, the locks going bad. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. My key would open it still, but nobody else's was working. So I changed the lock, brand new lock. Right. And same problem. Like mom's key won't work reliably occasionally it will but not always mm-hmm. i keep telling mama i'm like just tell them why you're there <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's hilarious um yeah oh gosh so there was one time i went out there like i had people that were showing up at nine and i had to go to work and i'm like mom you know can you let them in at nine o'clock and mom's like i don't know if they'll, they'll let me in the house she's like can you go out there and unlock the door for me i'm like okay so seven o'clock in the morning i go out i flip on some lights inside unlock the door and leave it unlocked for her she got there at nine and the house was locked <laughs> <laughs> they don't like her they don't like her rearranging that stuff they don't like her uh so i take in there i like, take it she's got a pretty good attitude about this Oh, she does. She does. She yeah. laughs and she'll laugh. And she, but I, we're, we're, I'm not asking her to, as often to unlock the house because it's <laughs> being a pain. <laughs> so, is everyone in your family pretty accepting that that's what's going on? Like that that it the property is haunted. Yeah, there's been enough experiences at this point that um, that yeah, we're they're pretty well convinced it's haunted yeah. and uh, nobody really complains. So. <laughs> Yeah. 
And well, and then like my my family is very accepting that it's my grandfather out there. There's it's just you know so much of the stuff that happens is just him and his personality. Mm. Um, and then like the Cambry descendants too, they've been out. We actually had a Cambry family reunion out there last oh, summer. Wow. Oh wow! Awesome. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so they they are really supportive of it too, just because they love that I'm preserving the history of the that's their family. A, that's amazing. Do yeah. do people rent the house out from you? Is that how that do you do that for the weddings and things like that? Or yeah, so the house is available to rent for weddings, obviously, um, and then like paranormal investigations if you want to rent it for a paranormal overnight, kind of like okay. what the Borden House does, but yeah, right. But not like a, it's not like a B and B type thing. Nobody stays there. Nobody wants to eat my cooking, so I don't make food. <laughs> That's a good move. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> is, but you can run it and spend the night. Yes. Is oh, the, okay, okay. Are you still operating a farm of any sort on the property? Um, right now it's just a big hay field. Okay. So um, yeah, I grow hay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I mean, the natural grass is a, you know, native grass is a is something we need more of, honestly. You right. Know. So that's, right. Yeah, that's good. exactly. And they, I, the guy who mows it for hay uses it to feed his horses through the winter. And um, and then if I have a great big event out there, they can just park on the hay field. It's not a big deal. So, yeah. You know, uh, something that this just came to me, and I don't know if anybody's given suggested this idea to you or not, but uh, you could do like a uh, a haunted and Halloween. You could do like a haunted house hayride kind of a thing out there. Hey, we've know? talked about that. We've talked mm-hmm. about that. Uh, usually, I do ghost tours, so yeah. like you know, we're we're looking for real ghosts, not fake ghosts. Right, um, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we've talked about doing the haunted house thing. Haunted house requires a lot of like real life people to mm. do that. Yeah. I have a lot of dead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole production. I had a friend that used to do that. Yeah, yeah. He used to do uh, every year. He'd rent a space out, and they'd do this over the top, you know, haunted oh, house. Yeah. And uh, they are so cool, but they are. Oh, uh, so it's a lot of work. Fun. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a production yeah. exactly. Yeah. So much work, and you have have a lot, a lot of people involved. The ghost tours, you know, I just go in and flip on the lights and say, "Hey guys," yeah, you know, cross <laughs> yeah. my fingers. I tell you what, that very first ghost tour was so nerve wracking because, you know, I I knew we'd had experiences out there, but like I. I can't guarantee that anybody is going to have an experience. Yeah, right. And it's not like you could say, you know, okay, ghosts, it's show. Right. Yeah. Let's go, you know, or <laughs> yeah. are you ready? No, there's none of that with a ghost tour. You just kind of have to let it happen and hope mm-hmm. for the best. Sure. Type of thing. So, well, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe the key is have mom come out and move some furniture around there right before go. they get there. And there then that's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's half the time off. made for some pretty active, <laughs> active nights. So, <laughs> man, that's amazing. I uh, I salute you for doing what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. I think it's important to keep to keep um, properties if you have the ability to keep them in in original condition. I just saw this really cool little thing on um, one of the morning the Sunday morning shows with the uh, the Patsy Klein house in Nashville. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, a couple bought it like 15 years ago and like totally like 
put it back to its original form and it's wow. so freaking wow. oh it's so cool man and yeah that does sound really cool yeah, yeah i have to look at that it's, it's really neat you know i think of the most fascinating thing about it is how unremarkable it is. It was remarkable for that time, of course. You know what I mean? Right. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, like, even Graceland, like Elvis's place, like... Yeah. It was... It's it's remarkable in that, like, by today's standards, it's so, like, kind of boring. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've got it fixed up pretty cute, similar to what they would have had it in the 1860s. Uh-huh. Similar, not exact recreation, sure, sure, sure. but... But but, I think one of the most mind-boggling parts to me is that they had 10 kids in a three-bedroom house. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't... 10 kids in a three-bedroom house. No kidding. uh, (laughs) Right? I don't know. You're stacking kids up like kindling over there in the corner? I don't don't know. Yeah. That's me. Like, everybody, like, three kids, 10 kids, three bedrooms? How does that work? I don't know. Well, Different of, course, times. of course, if you're going to own 30 acres, you need 10 kids. You need That's help, right. yeah. you know. All right, right. Yeah. And you're the, you're, there's the big the barn outside as well. So, you know, I mean, right. once, they, once they get right. teenagers, especially the boys. Actually, you could probably just, once boys are about four or five, just throw them out throw there them out in the there. barn and let them yeah. fend them, yeah. themselves, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So are your kids now, are they sort of able to get into the house and like kind of enjoy it or are they like still scared of it? Um, they enjoy it. Like um, my youngest, she's, she likes it out there. She's still not wild about spending the night out sure. there, but um, but she likes it. My kids love it and they love helping out to some extent. I mean, they've been known to call themselves slave labor a little bit. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm they get sh- roped in projects a lot, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- no, they, it's a pretty supportive that's of great. everything. So that's yeah. awesome. I think all kids have that outlook. I'm just a slave. Yeah. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, how can people get in touch with you and, and tell us, tell us where you're at on social media, if you've got any contacts or anything like that. Uh, sure. The website is cambryhouse.com, C-A-M-B-R-E. Um, and then I'm on socials everywhere is Cambry House. So it's Cambry House Facebook, Cambry period house on Instagram, and then Cambry House on TikTok. You see a lot of cat videos on TikTok, but I, <laughs> I do have some paranormal investigation videos too. Cool. So. cool. That's awesome. Are you still, so like, are you still, um, interested in doing the investigating stuff like do you still go there yourself like and get involved with that stuff oh yeah 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 i do yeah it's it's fun i still like going out there and investigating um like i said it's nice to have that contact occasionally with my grandfather um you we've asked him several times you know if he likes what i'm doing out there and it's it's really nice when i get that confirmation back through the paranormal investigation that that he likes what I'm doing and what we're doing out there. So did you grow up that way? Like having these sort of experiences with, with the paranormal or is it not until later? Not really. I mean, I don't really remember having a paranormal experience as a kid. I mean, I know a lot of paranormal investigators have that like experience. I don't remember one. Um, But like, I've always had an interest in the history and stuff like that. Like I said, my grandparents were really in, 
loved history too. And I, I kind of inherited some of that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. We we're big fans of history over here. So yeah. 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 We just, we like when um, people take, you know, pride and, you know, and respect into their, uh, uh, especially with, with, you know, there's, there's probably so many things that can be done to an old house like that, but to kind of keep it, you know, to where it's functional and it, but it still kind of represents what it, is, you know, what it was built to be is that's super important. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm really excited that I was able to preserve the history out there and, you know, the ghost tours, I've been a huge part of supporting the house, mm-hmm. um, as, as a, fundraiser but then again too i'm able to share the history of that location with everybody who comes on a ghost tour and share share my special place with other people yeah yeah that's awesome barry we might have to make a road trip out there oh yeah man yeah 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 if i if i ever get married maybe i can do it there as well so yeah (laughs) we'll make it happen (laughs) i have awesome one last question that I can think of that um has have there been any ghosts popped up in wedding photos that would be not really yet. Okay. Not yet. Not that anybody's pointed out to me. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, we had one incident at a wedding last year where, again, that front door, <laughs> um, I got a message and it says the bride wants you to know that the front door won't open or the, the that the door won't open. They didn't say which door. The door won't open. And so I messaged them back right away. I'm like, which door? And as I'm putting my shoes on, about 10 minutes later, I get the phone call back that it was actually the front door. They got locked out in the middle of the wedding. Um, And the mechanism actually inside the door of that lock that I'd bought like two years ago, Mm -hmm. the mechanism inside the door had fallen apart. And... (laughs) You have, you have a hell of a luck with yeah locks. Oh my gosh! I'm like all I could think about was like, what were you guys doing out there that they decided to lock you right. out of the house? That right. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm on another new lock. Um, yeah. <laughs> another new lock out there, brand brand spanking new lock. So <laughs> That's awesome. So hey, everybody listening, help. Uh, you know, help help fund her lock fund here. We need to. Uh, <laughs> she's got to buy I locks am, for God's sakes. I, I I thought about doing like the electronic lock, but I'm worried that they would kill the batteries in it, or they'd mess yeah. with it even harder, even that's harder. True. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. Yeah, we electronics need to don't mix. So see, see if you can find one of those old old timey locks with the uh, you know the skeleton key looking key. You know something oh, yeah, vintage. <laughs> <laughs> An antique lock, door lock, and that, and then maybe that'll be, uh, you know, Sufficient. that'll take care of all the problems. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Becca, thanks for joining us and taking time out to hang out with us. It was really yeah. nice talking to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so. 
So we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please, help us out by spreading the word. Great story. Um, She's an interesting person. She has an interesting occupation, Mm -hmm. keeping that place up and running. And it's beautiful. If you guys haven't uh, been able to check it out online, go online and look at the property. It's beautiful. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, put some pictures up on the uh, social media, on the Instagram for sure. But it's uh, that was it's really cool because I mean you know we are both we both nerd out on history and historic stuff like that. So the, you've got that going, and then you've got the fact that it's you know this beautiful wedding venue and um or facility or whatever you want to call it there bear thank you um thank you (laughs) (laughs) and you've got the extra added bonus that it's haunted and it's friendly haunted you know that's a good thing you know you know i mean now grandpa locking the doors uh and locking people out you know that's not that's not aggressive no you know no no in some ways it's kind of uh it's kind of fun and and she's got to go get keys made and new locks put yeah. in and uh i can understand it from his point of view you know he built that place you know or he was a part of yep. curating that place and keeping it well he rescued it there and, yeah. yeah and so he's uh he wants to make sure that things are done right you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah. and yeah I, brilliant it's a brilliant idea to have the ghost tours, you know, and yep. to have that second source of income, yeah, um, you know, to provide because I mean, you know, people usually uh, get married on weekends, right? Yeah. So there's a whole, you know, five six days yeah. that uh, nobody's out there, yeah. So and, and the Native American and the ghosts mounds, are there all the time. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just a, uh, it's cool. It's it's cool. I highly recommend um, going to a place that is kind of not the normal place to get married. I did. My wife and I, we um, mm-hmm. we got married at a nice little uh, little bed and breakfast and d- did it kind of the, you know, the uh, the different way. And it was fun. It was we had a great time. I wish it was haunted. That would have been cool, man. It might have been. You know, yeah. we never we didn't think to ask. You were uh, you were certainly. Uh, being haunted by the oh, spirits of the night before. <laughs> oh my God, was I? That's a whole other. That's a whole other story, man. I've said it before. Yeah, we've we've taught, we've told that story, but man, I I was. Uh, let's just say that I was in bad shape uh, the day of my wedding. <laughs> I literally had to be almost propped up there. So yeah. Um, a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. But no, she Becca was great. She had some great stories and uh, just happy that she came on to be able to share them with everybody. Yeah, thanks again, Becca. And, um, you know, hopefully, maybe maybe one of these days we can make a trek out there. and uh, Definitely. Not yeah, not not getting married. Well, maybe if I maybe maybe if I ever get May. married, maybe maybe there. 
but uh, we can go at least maybe take a ghost tour. That would be fun. And, uh, that would, yeah. So. Would you do that with me, man? Would you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you I'll do, do it. I've done it. I did it one. Well, I did it one time when I was with um, the band. We were in Winston Salem, and I don't know if I've told this on the air or not, but we were in Winston Salem. We played a show at this place that was like a thrift store that had it had been a thrift store for a long time and when the woman that owned it died um she left it to remain as it is so that people could go inside and look around but you couldn't remove anything you couldn't buy anything okay and her her uh granddaughter i believe lived there okay and like so then they had like she opened it up for you know bands to play and art, artists to have shows and stuff like huh. that. And then, uh, or maybe it was her grandson. I can't remember. Um, this was a long time ago and there was a lot of, um, Shiner Bach yeah. that was drunk right. that night right. for free <laughs> by some people just down the street who were sitting out on a summer evening outside of their little cafe who just happened to have like a, a, a keg of Shiner Bach beer. Oh. And we were walking down the street and they're like, hey, come, you guys look cool. Come and join us and drink this beer. And oh. we gladly did. Nice. So then we went back to the uh, this building, which uh, had been used as not only this thrift store, but also as a Civil War hospital in Winston Salem. Oh, wow. And um, I'm pretty sure it was Winston Salem. If not, it was Greensboro. And now I'm. Winston Salem's kind of a cool little town, isn't it, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like. Don't you take a bridge to get to it or something like that? I might think of something else. I might be thinking of something else. You're probably thinking of something okay, else. Okay, never mind. All right. um, but we went back, and this girl who was a friend of the the person that lived there, she's like, um, um, do you guys want to go on – you want to go on the ghost tour? Um, you, know, we're, we, you know, we can go through, and, and if we're – we might even see some ghosts. And so, you know, so she led us on this impromptu ghost tour and, um, Sam and William, like really, really into it. And we're behind her and everything. And Garrett and I were at the very back and we were just giggling like schoolgirls. We could not take it seriously. And we were, <laughs> we, this girl was getting so mad, so mad at us because we were making cracks and doing all sorts of stuff. And then we wound up on top of the ceiling, uh, on top of the roof for a while, hanging out. But it was really cool because it was all empty upstairs. And then all this stuff in the thrift store downstairs was awesome. And we, we went to sleep that night uh, listening to this, the theme music uh, from, or the music from uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Charlotte Chocolate Factory, oh. the original one with Gene. Uh, nice. Um, yes. Wilder. And Gene Wilder. On yeah. All On night loop. long. There you it go. Weird, dude. But anyway, great. Yeah. Um, so that's the only ghost tour that I've kind of been on, and I probably would. But you know, again, with me, uh, I am aside from the 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 the, the toilet ghost, uh, I'm pretty much ghost repellent. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Which may be a good reason for you to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> bonus uh for you there um let's go ahead and wrap it up because we've rambled on i particularly have rambled on a little too long but hey it's my birthday i can do that absolutely um are you 29 this year yes okay yep not quite 30 
So, thought so. Um, you know, but still, you know, not quite looking to my age either. Yeah, so, true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we want to hear from you, our friends here in Weirdsville. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear all your stuff. Uh, if you have a question about an episode, um, send us a message. If you have just a general uh, question about anything uh, of, of our thoughts or, or any stories or whatever, uh, send it that. You know, once we get enough stories, we're going to do another one of those "Ask Me Anything" kind of uh, episodes, which are fun and you know insightful, I guess. But uh, anyway, hit us up on our on Instagram, Facebook page, Twitter account, uh, call the hotline. Send us an email at wywspod at gmail.com. Go to our website, whatsyourweirdstory.com, Y-E-R, because we're folks you like that. You know all this. And if you don't and you're a new listener and you didn't know all this, welcome to Weirdsville. Join us next week when we speak to, oh, Barry. That's why it's a unique one. Yeah, we got a really, really cool, cool one for you guys. And uh, it's different. Yep, it's Jackie, and Jackie was in a movie, and yes. it, uh, it's a it's a quite a legendary movie at that, and she tells us all about it, and it's awesome. It's and it's definitely weird, and uh, it's just fantastic talking to her as well. So we'll see you next time. Join us then, and and until you join us again, be safe, be weird. As always. If you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.